0: Welcome to World TV Radio. I am your usual co-host, Sean because here with my co-host Matthew Lamar. Matthew, hello. What's Hi. What's going on? It's been a while for us together. It sure has. I know, right? And then we have got our guest emeritus, uh, editor in chief, <laughs> the big dog, uh, Max Max Reaper, the, the the man of man that does everything at the site, Max.
1: Hey, uh I hope you guys can hear me okay. I'm getting over the flu which has just ravaged our family's home and we're just we're we're sick of it. I'm ready for spring.
0: <laughs> He's sick sick of getting sick. I I get you. Okay. There's a flu reaper joke
2: somewhere somewhere around there, uh, but I I don't know how to make it.
0: Yeah. Reaper
2: R E A P E R.
0: Yeah, we're I'll I'll let the
2: listener decide.
0: We only do high quality jokes, you know. We're talking <laughs> real research this not it can't be Mitch Hedberg level. It's got to be you know really confusing. <laughs> Dane Cook level. Uh, okay, so uh, it's still the off season. It's still February as we record this. Um, spring training is very very close. Pitchers and catchers wait. Pitchers and catchers have reported, but most position players have report. I'm I'm correct in that. Not they have their there. first. I think they had their first full workout today. Oh, okay. Because so I know there's video of Andrew McCutcheon hitting a home run off of Madison Bumgarner. So I figured, oh, okay, looks like everybody's there. Does anybody – can we confirm that, that everybody's there?
1: The Royals, uh, they they had their first workout uh, yesterday, I believe. So there are some position players
2: in camp already, yes. I've been watching like a Hawk, Getty, and USA images because one of my favorite posts every year is doing the – uh, best pictures from spring training photo day. Uh,
0: yeah,
2: because uh, they they take pictures of like everybody who's there, right? So even like the random people on camp who don't ever make the you know the roster. Um And then sometimes like they have these really funky setups with props and everything, which I I, I don't understand. But you they make know. they make them hold emojis oh, yeah, <laughs> and yeah, tiny yeah. little trophies. It's right. it's, awesome. it's, my, it's one of my favorite articles every year. I've been watching like a hawk that, so I can tell you. Uh, real journalism here, that the photo day has not happened. Yeah. So yeah. I, I don't know how, how much that impacts anything, but uh should be soon, and I'm excited.
0: Because they did the little trophies. not The, the other two years ago, right? In yeah, 2016. Oh, okay, mm-hmm. I remember that. That Hosmer one gets a lot of play. The ladies love that one. <laughs> Although I think it makes his hands look small. And you know what Trump says about people, you know, no problem. Anyways, all right. we're good. No complaints. That's what Trump says. No complaints. He tacked my hands. Okay. Um, so we have had, from our last podcast, not much baseball, maybe action is the word I'm looking for, but baseball content has happened, at least. You know, games haven't started, but um, that doesn't stop the winter. The hot stove has gone from like a three to like maybe a five. Uh, We've had a couple signings. The most, maybe not, uh, the most important to Royals fans, at least, um, is Eric Hosmer. He has a home. Max, uh, tell us about where Eric Hosmer's new home is, can you?
1: So Eric Hosmer is going to be setting up shop in San Diego for eight years, at least. $144 million, although he does have an opt-out after five years. And it's kind of an interesting deal. First of all, I think the Padres are kind of a surprise uh, suitor in the first place. I mean, I think everyone was expecting the Red Sox or maybe the Yankees to be the primary suitors, but the Padres were kind of from day one the the team that was pursuing him the most, and um, which didn't make much sense because they're kind of rebuilding. But I guess they figure you know he'll be there to kind of accelerate that rebuild. Uh, and they've got you know one of the, the top ranked farm systems. They've got some good young players, and uh, with Will Myers moving from first base to the outfield. Uh, you know, maybe Hosmer can kind of provide the stable force in that lineup that gets him to the next level, like they did in Kansas City. Uh, interestingly, he's got that opt out after five years, and they front loaded the the money, so yeah. he gets a hundred million dollars kind of in the first five years, which gives him more of a more of a incentive to opt out. Whereas, like Ian Kennedy's contract is very back loaded, so he has less of an incentive to opt out. So that's kind of interesting. Uh, and then just cause kind of interesting, the Padres of all teams are pursuing him. I mean, they've never given out a deal that big before they're kind of been they kind of operated as a small market team even though San Diego's a pretty big city so I you know I was pretty surprised by it um but I, I'm not surprised that Hosmer went there I think yeah. he, went, well, he went where he went where he was gonna get the best financial deal look he's a young guy from Miami he's not gonna be that sentimental about Kansas City especially since a lot of his bros are gone I mean Kane's not here anymore Moustakas yeah. is probably not gonna be here next year um it's not exact it's not it's not the same team as it was in 2015 so um yeah i mean i wish him the best of luck I, I think i agree with a lot of the sentiments on our board that um i'm i'm all for hosmer getting getting as much money as he can uh and i also think it's probably a good idea for the Kansas City Royals to to pass on that deal and 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 uh go in a different direction and uh that's that's that looks like so, that's what that's what's going to happen so
0: yeah you good deal win win for everyone you can't blame him f- i mean seriously if he has to choose there's gotta. Kind of, uh, they're almost. I don't know if there's a way to calculate it, but if if I was offered a hundred million dollar a hundred million dollars to go to San Diego or like hundred and twenty million dollars to go to like Kansas City, like you know spend most of my career there, San Diego is not a too bad place to live, you know, for the next eight years. Especially if you're weren't
1: if you're not from Kansas City, like yes, if for you it'd be like yeah. San Diego or like Milwaukee, like which right. would you yeah. choose?
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, which yeah, I, but yeah, for people who aren't from here, but especially since he's from like you said Miami, so he's got. The you know, the only attachment he has here is the six years he's been here. I mean, he's a transplant from you know, the dang uh, East Coast. So, yeah, what was really weird about that deal was it was front loaded, as you mentioned, which is just it's in the JD Martinez deal uh, that he signed with the Red Sox five one ten, I think. Um, it's front loaded too. So it's it's very weird, an opt out deal that's front loaded. Um, like, if you look at Giancarlo Stanton's deal, that's heavily backloaded. Hayward's deal is backloaded. David Price's deal is heavily backloaded. So these things with opt-outs, usually you don't give them the, the front load and then the chance to get out of it. So, kind of weird. And I, that's, that's been something
1: I thought um, was would be a good strategy for years, just because players get worse as they get older, usually. Yeah. And yet the contract goes the opposite direction. The contract usually gets bigger. Right. So you end up with a crummy player getting paid, you know, a, a lot of, you know, a lot of your payroll going to one crummy player, and we're seeing that with Alex Gordon right now. Yeah. Um, so, I, you know, front loading it makes a lot of sense to me. Problem is, of course, you know, teams usually in a pickle financially, and they can't really squeeze in that contract uh, for this year's payroll, but they can kind of, you know, they can, they can. Uh, it's just just like Washington, you know, you uh, Congress, you know, you kind of kick the can down the road and, and put a lot of the contract. Uh, in, in subsequent years and, and worry about it later and eventually that you know that bill comes due uh, the Royals are going to find that out this year but uh yeah i think front-loading is a really smart way to go to be honest it's good for the player and it's good for the team
0: yeah how old is dayton dayton glass or dayton glass david glass is 82 okay <laughs> i'm thinking like you mentioned like uh like washington or i'm thinking even like the orioles or even the Tigers where Illich was just so old that Illich was like, I don't care what two thousand nineteen looks like he's like, I'm I'm probably gonna be dead by two thousand nineteen. So I wonder if the Royals didn't win a World Series in fifteen or sixteen if the Royals uh if Glass is, if Glass would be willing to spend more money going forward. If that kinda makes sense. He's already run it won it. He doesn't have that incentive of the Illich incentive where he's like, you know what? I I just want to win. I don't I don't care because you know the money doesn't matter to me because five years from now I, I probably won't be alive. But I, I don't know if with Glass if they didn't win the World Series if Glass would have that same thing. I don't know. But he's also he gets a bad rap for being stingy. He's really not that stingy. But he's definitely not someone who you know is looking to spend all the money out of his pocket. He's. And I well, I think the bigger
1: factor too. Well, I think the bigger factor too is that they spent a record amount of money in the last two years and then. Didn't really get him anything, yeah. so yeah, I think they, they probably yeah. saw like, "Hey, you know, there's there's you know diminished returns here, so yeah. why are we spending all this money?"
0: Yeah, Matt, what did you think of the Hosmer deal? I know you've got some thoughts.
2: Yeah, I think it's. Um, I mean, I think it's a really good thing that the Royals didn't sign Hosmer. Um, you wrote about not that. because that. Just, just right, know. and not necessarily because. Yeah, not necessarily because. Um, I think that it is obviously a bad deal. Look, here's the thing. Um, You know, Hosmer was worth four more last year. Um, And uh, he's not a guy who is, like, uh, maxed out. You know, there are still things that he can change in terms of his, you know, swing path and, uh, you know, elevation uh, of the balls. Um, You know, he can hit more fly balls and unlock more power. So it's not like he's a player that is... Well, to put it this way, he's a young guy but and he still has um more potential. Um and that's you know, it's not super likely that'll hit it, but it's there, you know, if he increases his, his launch angle, he's gonna hit, you know, another 10-15 home runs a year. Um that's a big deal. And that if the Padres can get him to do that, um, you know, that's that's a good thing. And I don't necessarily think that it's gonna be a terrible deal. Um Hosmer's inconsistent, but he's still super talented. So, you know, we'll see. But the, the thing, the reason why I think it's good that the Royals didn't sign him is because Hosmer uh, is not going to be of any utility to them uh, over the length, you know, over the next five years. Uh, the Royals are going to be rebuilding. They don't need good players when they're rebuilding. And um, I'm actually writing about this, about this now, kind of uh, somewhat. Uh, comedy piece about like the royals should just do stuff because they can Uh, the Royals are going to be bad you might as well just try stuff out and paying Hosmer 20 million dollars a year to be a good player on an awful team we've already seen that with Mike Sweeney like that that doesn't get you anywhere um it may be a little fun to watch but nobody is sitting around thinking man remember Mike Sweeney in 2005 when he hit the walk-off home run that Bumped the Royals win total from 51 to 52, you know, Mm. everybody's, everybody's thinking about what happens over the the last couple of years. Um, And not signing Hosmer means that they've got um, payroll flexibility or as much payroll flexibility as possible when they're going to need it. Um, Part of the problem um, or part, part of the the good thing about rebuilding and clearing up payroll is that when guys come up, you can extend them to really big deals um, and still have money for it. You know, like with what the Royals did to Gordon and Granke, um and uh, Butler and D- and Duffy. You know, they had the money for that, and they were able to extend um, those players. and I think really, if you were to um, make the last five six years even better, um, the Royals would have been more frugal with their payroll, so that they could use more money towards Hosmer in instead of kennedy you know um but that didn't happen and dayton Moore likes to fritter away money so um it's it's just a good thing for financials that Hosmer is not going to be paid 20 million dollars a year yeah, uh, yeah in five years
0: you mentioned the launch angle thing and it's a funny thing i saw in fan is that someone said uh i'm gonna get this quote wrong but it was like a comment saying like at the beginning of the year teams were like <laughs> people teams said hey eric you could change your swing and we'll give you $200 million. And Eric was like, okay, but I cannot change my swing and get, you know, 140. So he said, you know what? I'm just (laughs) not going to change my swing. So I think that's, I think, I think not that he didn't have incentive, not that he doesn't have incentive anymore, but I think it's still, it's now it's kind of like, I mean, you know, he he doesn't have much of an incentive right now to be like, uh, okay, I'm going to drastically change my whole approach. I mean, he can just basically go out there and just, I mean, have fun, not have fun, you know, he's locked in he's gonna he's very well taken care of for the remainder of his life and any children's children they have so he yeah. doesn't have
2: anything left to prove he's yeah. won
0: a world series uh he's won
2: playoff games uh he's been to multiple world series he's got his big contract like he's done everything that that you could want so he doesn't necessarily have the uh you know commitment or or desire to do that yeah. but it's there yeah. at the same at the same time it's there like Hosmer at his theoretical best does not that has not happened yet. So, you know, and like and like I said, he was he has been a good player when he's been like on. We all know he's very streaky, but when he's been on, he's been a very good hitter. Um and despite hitting roughly, I might be off a little about uh a little off here, but like 85.7% of the balls to second base on the ground. Um <laughs> despite that he's been a very good hitter yeah it's it's not 85.7 it's something like 83 i think
0: yeah so it was pretty country kind of overall was diff not different but it was kind of i think everybody knew or felt pretty confident that he was going to be a padre you know barring any last minute like a mystery team swooping in which seemed very unlikely more than most on mystery teams i guess um but, you know, I, yeah, once it signed, and I saw it. it, it was kind of late at night. I think it was like 10 o'clock or something on Saturday. Like, it wasn't like it was during the afternoon and everybody had time to talk about it all, all day. It was like kind of later at night, and I remember just on MLB Trade rumors just going, oh, okay, you know, I'm bored. I'll take a look. It goes, oh, okay, there it is. Uh, so, I don't know. It just, it was surprisingly unsurprising, right? That sound familiar? Well, I'll That's
1: be it. honest. I-, I was a little surprised. I thought the Royals would, I thought the Royals had a probably 50% chance of keeping him hmm. just because I thought they valued him more than anyone else. I thought, you know, the market says this, the Padres uh, are kind of a cheap, I mean, quite frankly, they're, they've yeah. been a cheap team in the past. Um, and, and the Royals, you know, David Glass is their owner, but I think that date Moore, you know, he's going to go fight for the mat, fight to the mat for Eric Hosmer, because that's his kind of guy. And, and he feels like Hosmer can can lead them through the rebuild. And I thought that the Royals would top any offer. Uh especially with the market being kinda down. I mean, 144 million is still a lot for the kind of player Eric Cosmer is, but I think that's probably down than than what some people probably thought he was gonna get. Yeah. Um yeah. so but I don't know, like uh Sam Mellinger kinda laid out his theory, which is it sounded like it was you know, I don't know how much. He, I don't know how much of it was based on on fact, or you know, uh, but it, it was kind of his theory about how things laid out, how the Royals kind of how David Glass basically got cold feet, uh, and and didn't really want uh, he wanted to move on from the Hosmer uh, era, I guess. I mean, how do you, Sean? I guess how do you think the the Royals played it, and how do you think do you think they do you think they wanted him back that badly, or or, or I mean, do you believe the numbers thrown do... about?
0: yeah it didn't so like with Gordon okay there's there's five different ways to think about it, but uh, you know, one they didn't, they obviously didn't want Kane back, which Kane has all the exact same credentials as Hosmer. he's obviously just older. um so I get that doesn't sound like they're interested in Mike Moustakis, all the same credentials as um Hosmer, probably he's not coming back either. he'll be cheaper probably than Hosmer, and still. He's, what, 29 instead of 28? No interest in him. Uh, you know, they do have an interest in Alcidi Escobar for some reason, but outside of that, I don't think that they had any... They obviously only wanted to focus on Hosmer, but they I think that they were still, like, hoping he, they would get completely outbid. They were hoping for the Yankees, maybe the Red Sox, everybody to be like, oh, oh, okay, you know, we put in an offer... And then, you know, we got beat. Nobody's going to blame him for getting beat by the Red Sox. Um, all right, all right. But kind of like with Gordon, where Gordon was I, – I didn't think the Royals would sign Gordon at all. I figured he'd go to the Cubs um, or any of the other – or the Mets or anybody else that was kind of out, looking for an outfielder at that time. And then, like, the market just didn't appear. And so the Royals – it kind of fell into their lap in that sense to where, you know, they, they – I think initially they put out, like, a, probably a lowball bid. And then Gordon's like, well, obviously not. But then the market didn't really happen for Gordon, and so the world's like, okay, well, we would be interested in this. You know, they kind of bumped up their offer. I don't know if they bumped up their offer with Hosmer, but I wouldn't be surprised if they put the offer out there and said, this is is it. This is what we'll give you. You're either here with us or not. I know they said a lot of talking about how they prioritized him. They really wanted him back. But, I mean, in the end, I mean, I... I don't believe, and I think the rumor got discredited, too, that the Royals are going to offer $147 million or whatever it was because the team has never spent half of that, um, let alone, you know, would double that. So, no, I think that they put out an offer. I don't know if it got confirmed if it was $100 million or not, uh, but I wouldn't be surprised if it was less than that. I think they put out a thing saying, they put out an offer to say that they could put out an offer. If they fell into his lap, great, like with Gordon. Otherwise, I think they were going to move on in any, any way, you know?
2: I do wonder if proximity to uh, the spring training and the start of the season had anything to do with it. Um, Because, you know, if, say, the whole offseason had moved faster, right, and this kind of, um, you know, speed of business, right, Martinez signed, Hosmer signed, if this was happening, like, in late December or mid-December, I wonder if the Royals might have come out on top, but by the time they got all the way to spring training and it, you know, it started all the players are there mostly. um, And, you know, this week they're all there. I, I wonder if Dayton Moore just, you know, sort of let the Padres have their prize and just said, you know what, we're, we're here. It's, it's time to move on. You know, at, at some point you just can't keep pursuing something. And I, I wonder if, if this was, you know, at this stage of negotiations back in December, if the Royals would have continued to bid, but it's, it's, you know, the season's in you know, a month and some change. It's, it's not, uh, right. it, it's not the right. same, right. you know, they, yeah. they've got to make a decision whether or not to rebuild and it yeah. looks like they decided to rebuild. And that basically means that Hosmer was, was on, was a Padre, yeah. which is weird, weird to say. I feel that feels wrong. A Padre. But I guess that's that's correct.
0: did they, um, Padre? Did they um, uh, did they say that they were going to trade anybody? I thought I could have sworn I heard that they were considering offers on on Merrifield. No, am I making that up?
1: They don't shop I, players according oh, to it more, So of
0: yeah, yeah. I forgot uh, that they don't try to get a good deal. For, uh, that's right. I, my bad.
1: Uh, I had heard. I think Jeff Passan may have written that they um, they did have some pretty serious discussions with uh, Houston uh, oh. about Danny Duffy before oh. they acquired Garrett Cole. Okay. And I mean, there's been rumors about the, the Brewers and the Phillies chasing him. Okay. Uh, that, that Merrifield, I don't. I don't think I've really heard any substantive rumors about him. Some people have connected him to Brewers, but I don't yeah, think I've. There was a seen Brewers any.
0: one a few days ago because I remember looking I remember tweeting about it so yeah there was recently something about the Brewers and Duffy that's right okay um, because people were talking about them getting Keston Hura back and I mean I fainted thinking about Keston Hura being a royal um, but you know I I needed some alone time
1: uh, <laughs> well I, that was for that would be for Duffy though not the, Merrifield would it no Duffy
0: yeah that, I'm sorry yeah. that's what that's what I was referring to kind of what your last comment was that's right uh, um, gotcha Okay, so I know we've all questioned the rebuild. It just time remains to see. It does sound like they're not gonna, uh, you know, they're gonna. They they've kind of said for the past few months that they knew that six or that eighteen was gonna be a little rough, but now it's like it sounds like they're like, yeah, it's gonna really be rough, you know.
1: So who do you who do you guys think will be starting at first base on opening day?
0: If like, uh, you had to predict right now, oh, Chester Cuthbert would be my guess. No, no. Uh, uh, Hunter Dozier. I don't know why
2: I said Cuthbert. Dozier. It's... Uh, <laughs> uh, your, your subconscious is trying to insert yeah. itself. You want Cuthbert to start first base. Yes, because
0: Dozier
2: should be third. Yes. Uh, yeah, I, I probably agree with you. It, it'll probably be Dozier. Now that nobody's blocking him, and it felt specifically with Dozier that they didn't really like him at third base, and they didn't like him at right field, and they you know moved him off a of shortstop stop after they drafted him. And, yeah. Uh, they just, uh, yeah, th- that, that's another story. Um, but first base just seems to be, he seems to fit their, their, uh, physical, um, checklist for, for first base. You know, he's, he's as big as Hosmer is. Um, he's a righty instead of a lefty, but, you know, I, I, I think that he looks more like a first baseman, so that's what he's going to play.
0: Yeah. O- O'Hearn would have to have like a really good, uh, whatever a really good spring training to even get in the conversation and duane has, uh, it, yeah duane hasn't even have his hasn't even hit triple a so or wait, i don't he has very little upper upper minor league triple a experience if i don't think he made the, hold on now i gotta look no, team. he's in. He was in Double A last. Double That's. I oh, was 99 percent sure. Yeah, I thought maybe yeah. he got a, like a late call up to Triple A. Uh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's
1: I, think, I think I think all the minor league guys are probably a year away. And, and because Dozier missed so much time last year, I think they're going to want to start him in the minors as well. So I, yeah. I think they're going to bring in someone okay. on like a one year stopgap. And I think it's going to be Lucas Duda, Ooh.
2: Mike Jacobs.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Mike Jacobs. If he's available, I think, I think Lucas Duda, who is kind of a not. I guess he he walks a lot more than. Uh, Jacobs did, but low average, poor defender. But we'll hit some bombs for you. I think that's that's what we're gonna we're gonna have this year.
0: And they basically said no to Logan Morrison, I think, right? Even though it would be a clear fit, they 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 said no to him, I think, basically. Well,
1: clear fit, clear fit, except that he's probably gonna ask for two two or three years right. and, and then you ten million dollars per year. That's <laughs> so what I'm saying. I don't think they want to. I don't think they want to put that in their budget. So I think yeah. someone like Duda, I think you could sign up for like one. 1 year 5 6 7 million dollars maybe.
0: Yeah, I guess so. It's so the free agents are Duda, Lind, Tyler Moore, Napoli, Morrison, Mark Reynolds and Danny Valencia. I'm going to go They've already had Danny Valencia. I'm going to go Mark Reynolds actually.
1: Yeah, Reynolds would be I think that's another the other uh possibility. Yeah, I think you know, there's also a possibility that it gets towards the end of camp and someone doesn't have someone has a first baseman that is out of options. Oh yeah. And they trade him to the Royals for you know some 26-year-old Ryan Shealy clone, someone like that. Um, that's that's possible as well. Peter and actually, Bryan's I think, I think that, that, that'd be preferable. I think just just you know he may not be any good, but just try him out and see what you got.
0: Without looking, more career war, fangraft war, Eric Hosmer or Mark Reynolds.
1: Oh Reynolds, probably he's he's been around for a while.
0: Matt, I uh, I'll go with Hosmer. Hosmer. Nine point nine, Reynolds. Ten point nine. One, one more win. That's
2: mm. that's pretty close. Yeah. That's uh, that's within error bars yeah, almost. Yeah, I'll
0: give you that one. It's it's a push, but anyways. Um, all right. Well, so we know one spring trading. Maybe not. Uh, it was a. It still is a mystery. Uh, the Royals should have had a clear shortstop a clear name for shortstop for 2018. They brought in Alcides Escobar, which now means that Raul Montessi is not going to be the opening day shortstop. But then he might be the opening day second baseman, even though the Royals' best player last year was... Oh, well, I guess second best player last year uh, was the second baseman. And so then maybe Montessi will be a center fielder. um, But Montessi has played very, very little outfield um, at, at anywhere. Uh, what are we doing here? What's, what, what is going on with this? And we talked about this in the rumblings the other day. This isn't the first time the Royals have kind of mishandled, maybe it's too hard of a word, but kind of done some odder things with prospects. Uh, am I right?
2: Yeah, I, I just wrote about this last week. Uh, Montesi is, their, their handling of Montesi is just so bizarre because he made his major league debut at the age of 20. Like he just turned 20. In the World Series as a pinch hitter, which ended as you would you imagine it would end, uh, yeah. with him <laughs> striking out hilariously. But so they liked him enough to put him at to keep him as like a guy that they could pinch run or use at second base should Ben Zobrist have to have to leave because uh, at the time his wife was was pregnant. Um, turns out that she didn't have the baby and everything worked out. But Mondesi. Was their choice for for you know that twenty fifth man, not somebody else who had more infield experience. Mondesi, they liked him enough to yeah. give him his debut in the World Series, and then the next year, you know, they, they he played a, a bunch of time, and then um, you know some some minors as well, and then you know last year uh, they started him as the second baseman. And then, you know, he faltered, and then they sent him back. And then he actually did really well in AAA. Um, and so after, you know, f- pretty much a full year, he did well in AAA. In September, it's just like, uh, he is like a, a, I don't know, just like he did something wrong, or he, he stepped on Nadio's shoe or something, and they didn't even play him in September. Um, and now they don't want him to do shortstop, which is where, his natural position is but second base is probably maybe not the the best thing but they also don't want him in outfield either um he's not good enough a hitter to be designated hitter you know and they first base is open but they didn't want to do it there i like i i have no idea what they think of him they used to love him now they don't and he's older and if you're not going to use him just trade him he's got value trade value that way I, I just, I don't get it. I yeah. do not understand.
0: And Fangraphs, Eric Longenhang and Fangraphs wrote about this, or Kylie McDaniel, one of the two wrote about um, just that, about trading raw Modesty because it's pretty clear that the Royals don't have an idea of what they're going to do with him yet. Uh, he's running out of options. Uh, and that, yeah, I mean, he, his value, yes, his value could get higher, but, I mean, he's got to play for his value to get higher and his value has really done nothing but go down since he's basically made the, you know, in his major league debut um with, you know, kind of how bad he's been against major league pitching. So I mean, he might be someone that I wouldn't say you you sell low on him necessarily, but selling him now is a nice kind of risk mitigation where yeah, you could play him you know for a thousand plate appearances over the next few years really set him at shortstop and see but what we've seen so far hasn't been encouraging at all and now they're asking her to do a million thing you know they're asking him to play second or short or center um and whether that's in the majors or in the minors is unknown so i mean it might make sense to if you're not going to play him trade him i mean his value isn't going to go up by not playing him
1: yeah, yeah, and I think uh, I think it was Eric Longenhagen and He kind of um, suggested that oh, yeah. the there one. are some scouts that were less than enamored with yeah. Montes's attitude when he was rehabbing from his uh, banned substance su- suspension in 2016. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. And and so like, and so look, I I shared some of the outrage at first when we signed Escobar, and that's kind of subsided, and I. I don't know. I, I think it's kind of overblown now at this point. I think okay, so Montes. I think if I were running the team, he'd, he'd be a shortstop. But if they do have concerns about his attitude, it's probably not the worst thing in the world to maybe give him a little kick in the pants in spring training and say, hey, look, you got to earn a job at the major league level. And if he goes to the minors and plays every day in Omaha this year for at least the first couple of months, uh, I don't think that's. I don't think there's anything. Wrong with that? He's only 22 years old. He's not close to running out of options. He's not out of options this year. Um, you know, it, it, it helps us. I guess the game's a service time. To- well, I guess there's no service time to be game, but um, but you know, there's nothing wrong with see, there's nothing wrong with over seasoning a guy like that yeah. uh, for a little bit. Um, now, if he if he does make the team, uh, that's that's good, I suppose. Uh, and I don't. And in, in, I guess he would play second base. Uh, and Merrifield would probably move all over the field. And look, they love Merrifield. They're going to find playing time for him, and he'll play left field, he'll play right field, he'll play first base. You may even see him in center field. Uh, In a season that's probably going to be a pretty stinker of a season anyway, what's the point? (laughs) Like, who cares? Like, uh, and, and, you know, showing that positional versatility for Whit Merrifield, maybe that even entices a contender that uh, is like, oh, man, we – have a guy at second base, but, you know, we'd still be interested in Merrifield. You know, kind of like when the Royals had Zobrist, you know, like, oh, we could really use a guy that can plug in a lot of possessions, so maybe that's more enticing. So, I think, look, they have, this organization has their favorites, and Modesty's one of their favorites. Like, he, that, that that's why they rushed him up here. Now, maybe he's fallen out of favor a little bit because it's maybe his attitude or maybe his performance, but they still believe in the skills, I think, and they, they see that speed. And he is tremendous speed yeah. and really good power for a middle infielder. And um, so I think – I still think he's part of the future. And I think they'll end up – he's going to get some playing time this year uh, and he'll play regularly. And we'll have to see if it's, if it's at Omaha or, or Kansas City. But, you know, I, I think a lot of the the outrage over the Escobar signings is because people don't want to see – yeah. Alcides Escobar hitting oh, in 162 right. games but look if you're tanking what better player to sign than Alcides Escobar I mean yeah. he really I mean like I'm I'm kind of joking but I'm kind of not like you know Sam Millinger wrote the other day that signing Eric Cosmer is bad for the rebuild because he makes you better that worsens your draft position well Alcides Escobar makes you worse right. which uh, improves your draft position so I don't know I'm not that I'm not that upset about it anymore I think it I think we'll if, if if he is getting mishandled in April, if he's sitting on the bench in Kansas City and not playing, then that, then I'll get worried then. I th- I'll think that there's a problem then. But until then, I think I'm just going to see how, how everything plays out.
0: Yeah, because, I mean, certainly he could roll out of spring training as the opening day something. Um, and I, I'm, I guess it's not out of the realm of possibilities that he's the opening day shortstop if Escobar has a bad spring or has an injury and then monesty starts and they go okay we're just gonna stick with monesty the rest of the way you know it's not completely ruled out i suppose so one more thing here um pacoda is out pacoda is again not a fan of the royals i think it was 62 wins um, do we know? 66. So, 66. Six, 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 six. Six, yeah. well, I Wow. Way low. Um, okay, 66 wins. So, Which is about
1: as low as Pocota gets. Like, 60. Yeah. I think the Marlins had 64. Like, yeah. generally, Pocota doesn't predict outlier um, win totals on the high side or the low side. Although, this year, it kind of got close. I mean, usually they don't ever predict anyone for 100 wins or 100 losses. And this year, they got pretty close.
0: Yeah. 20 wins. That would be 20 wins of, well, 22 wins above... A replacement level team, so mm-hmm. basically ten offensive wins, ten defensive wins, or you know ten pitching wins. You could combine them together. That's that's very very it's <laughs> very very bad. Um, so let's play a little over under. I compiled some over unders for Pricota, Um and we can just officially choose here now. Don't you know put too much research into it here, but um, I also tweeted on this out record, there. huh?
2: On record, I on like record,
0: it. yes. But it is this is going to be held to it. Um, our our listeners expect a lot from us. Uh, okay, so sixty six and a half for the over under. What are we doing for the win?
1: I'm taking oh. the under. I'll go under. Wow, I think they're okay. going to be. I think. I think they're gonna be really really bad this year. <laughs> I right.
2: I think I think over. I think they could win seventy games.
0: Um. I'm going to take. The – I'm going to take the slight over. I'm going to say like 68 would be my guess, maybe 70. It depends on if they go – if they don't go full so off, I'm going to say like, yeah, 70 wins, 72. If they do trade away Duffy and Perez and Merrifield, uh, 66 sounds good, but I'll go 68. I'll split the middle. Um,
1: wasn't there, their Pythag last year was like 72 and 90 though, wasn't it? I mean – and they lost their three of the top four hitters.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah
1: and uh, five of their top eight pitchers by, by war.
0: Yeah.
1: So that's and – and what's coming up? You know, like, who would you – I guess we'll go more to individual performances in a minute, but, like, there's not a lot of guys that I'm expecting, like, are going to be better than they
2: were last year. So. Yeah,
0: 7290, exactly, was the Python. Now,
2: Now, yeah. what, I, what I will say is that Pakoda has predicted uh, a number that is under what the Royals have achieved – for 8 consecutive seasons.
0: Yeah. But, so but just some of judging those are
2: like by two wins though. You know, that's pretty good. For, right. for yeah. yeah, I mean, it is pretty good, but like traditionally even just a little bit I 66, I, that just feels really really low to me. It's very low. Uh, yeah. So it, I I think over
0: it's the Philly and the Phillies were like, "Listen, we're going to full on try and suck." And that's how many games the Phillies won uh last year, 66. Uh uh, the Royals base run record last year was uh, 72 and 90 right up there with their Pythag um, so yeah so that's, that's I, I get your point Max yeah I do think they're going to be bad 66 wins is pretty bad uh, but if anybody can suck it's we know the Royals have that ability to do it uh, okay yeah, and
1: some people some people made the point too like hey I remember the 66 win Royals and oh, yeah. you know that that pitching was just an absolute mess and I mean, yeah, there's, there's something to that. But it's also a different, you know, offensive era a little bit. You yeah, know, yeah. like, I mean, Ian Kennedy and Jason Hamill could get ground up. I mean, they, they could their, – their careers could be over, you know, if they have a really bad year. So, yeah. I, you know, guys, guys can fall off a cliff pretty, pretty quickly. And uh, don't I don't see say, a lot of good – Yeah, don't ever say it can't get worse. Is that what right. you're saying?
0: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so uh, let's go with Whit Merrifield, 10.5 home runs, over or under.
1: I'll take the over. I'm, I'm actually, I'm buying in on his, uh, his power. I think it's, it's, I think it's legit. Let's
2: see. How many did he have last year? 19 I'm going to go under. Um, and this is partly because I, uh, a whole big part of the home run spike was due to the ball. Um, and I, I think at this point with all the research that's happened, like it's, it's pretty clear that the ball was different, you know? Um, I something in me says that they're going to try to correct for that and maybe overcorrect a little bit. So I'm going to guess under.
0: Someone, well, didn't uh,
1: Jeff? Yeah, yeah. Jeff ahead. Zimmerman tweeted. Yeah, I, I think you were you talk about Jeff Zimmerman? Yep. yep. Yeah, go ahead. Because I, I
0: oh, uh, someone said that they're about Jeff Zimmerman. Um, I I might get the strong back, so follow up. But that they were they were running out of those juice balls. The the MLB fixed it. And so they're now issuing the kind of fixed balls, and they're going to be so like the second half. I think is what Jeff said that the second half of the season will be the a more normal ball. Is that about what you were thinking, Max?
1: Yeah, yeah. I don't know, like if that's been proven or anything like that. Just yeah. like, but I think he was theorizing that in the first half you'll see home runs you know, rates at last
2: year's levels, but then they'll tail off in the second half. But we'll see. No. Merrifield has just never hit more than no. ten home runs in a season until this year, so I'm, I'm under.
0: No, I'm with you. I mm-hmm. definitely think it's nice juice ball, uh, that, nice time for him to be up. So yeah, I'm I'm going to say the same. I'm uh, actually I'm going to take the slide over to I'm going to say like eleven or twelve, but I'll take the over on that one. Um, okay, how about let's see, Uh yeah uh, yeah, Drew Butera, two and a half home runs, <laughs> under. Under. Ah,
1: uh, oh. Wait, home runs, home runs hit or home runs allowed? Home runs hit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I figure he's gonna get some pitching opportunities this year. I'm
0: gonna take the over. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go over on that one. How about Alcides Escobar? Games played, 154 and a half. Over. over. Yeah. Over. <laughs> that's
1: that's guaranteed. Come on.
0: Ah, uh, I don't know. I, I'm gonna take the under. I'm going to go under on that one. No.
2: I I <laughs> I think that's uh you're just wishing wishing that away. Yeah, I mean he's going to want to he has he still has the game started streak, right? Yeah, I guess yes. it's Yes. that sure. will continue yes. until it it doesn't and if it if he doesn't get injured
1: dot, His dot, le- dot. his his leg would have to fall off for him not to start. <laughs> I mean, I'm serious. Like he, they're not taking him out of the line,
0: <laughs> Max is You not hit her too. Yeah, all
2: right. guarantee it. I, I guarantee it. It is. It is. Um, what's the today's date? The twentieth of February. I'm saying right now that leadoff hitter will be LCDs Escobar opening day. You, know, you want to make some money? Go to
1: Vegas right now. Go out and <laughs> take take the over on 154 games played by LCDs Escobar. Put your life savings on it. Mortgage your house,
0: free money. Nice. <laughs> Do it. Put uh,
1: your college savings on that.
0: How about how about um. Perez, that's uh, Alberto Perez. Games played, 151 and a half.
1: Under, under. How many did he yeah. play
0: last year? Like 145. It was, was his
1: lowest. Low. Last year was his lowest since his first year. Oh, I think. 129.
0: 129. Yeah, because he was hurt. Okay, so yeah. I guess this doesn't play into it. But if he isn't hurt, this is that doesn't count. But if he isn't hurt, how many games do you have him playing?
1: I I do think they'll rest him more just because the stakes are lower. Like they were just playing because. They were in a pennant race all the time, and they felt like they couldn't rest him. Now I think they know, like, hey, look, we're not—we stink this year. We're not going to contend. We need to rest him because in a couple of years, maybe we will contend. And we need him. We need him healthy then. So they'll rest him more this year, I think.
0: Yeah. Okay. Um, Paulo Orlando triples four and a half.
1: Under.
2: Uh, I would take zero. <laughs> yeah. I I don't think he's going to be on the team. Okay. How about like uh, to start the year or Yeah? I don't know. He may not like
0: Oh, he'll be there to start he, the year, I think.
1: Yeah.
2: Oh well, I mean we'll see. I mean there I think a lot set of that, options. They've got Starling who they you know, if he has a good spring he could Yeah, yeah. it's not a given, I don't think. And He's I think gorgeous. I
1: think he I think he could be DFA by
2: Memorial Day. But, I'd say um, under because Memorial he plays Day. a dozen games. Yeah, okay. does. I, I put his Orlando's games played in the Kansas City Royals uniform at like twelve. Yeah. <laughs> All
0: right. Poor um, Paolo. Okay. How about uh, speaking of Starling, nineteen and a half games played, MLB games played.
1: Over. Look yeah. over on that.
2: I will as well.
0: Okay. I think... I think
1: he'll get a chance. I think he gets off if he gets off to a, even a decent start, and they don't have a a really good option in center. Yeah, he'll play. Okay. He'll get called up.
0: I, I think I'll take the over as well. Um, Cam Gallagher, RBI, prorated to 500 plate appearances. So yeah, not that 500, but prorated to that, 51 and a half. RBI, huh?
2: Who's he, <laughs> he going to drive in?
0: Yeah, I guess that's true. Well, uh, is, this, is,
1: is this only on Sonic Slam innings? or?
0: <laughs> 51.5. Yeah, so, I mean, if he gets 200... 50 plate appearances, so we'll just call that uh, yeah two and a half. So it'd be 20, 20 on 250 plate appearances. He's had 20 RBI. I, I'm gonna take nah. Uh, if they rest Perez more, obviously they will have more Gallagher. Well, no, because you've got Butera. I'm gonna take the under, under on that one. What do you think?
2: I uh, I would rather see Gallagher rather than Butera. Um, he's Somebody who could be a cromulent player. So, I mean, he was 24 last year, right?
0: Yeah. Okay. How about the last one for the hitters? uh, Actually, the last two. Salvador Perez's walk rate, 3.5%. Under. You'll you'll (laughs) notice I said under before. Yes. Any number. (laughs) I'll take over because
1: uh, he's – no one's going to pitch to him, and – yeah, he swings at everything, <laughs> but man, there's got to be a point. There's got to be a point where, like, you you know, man, they're not giving me anything to hit. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I'm just gonna stand there at the bat. Oh,
0: I'm gonna take. Uh, a, I'm gonna take over as well on that one. Um, and then how right about Cesar Escobar's walk percentage, three point seven? Well, under. I'll take under. Yeah, he's gonna be swinging. The what
1: 0. about uh What about it? what do they have for Jorge Soler's home run? Total? Oh, uh,
0: twenty four and a half. I will take the under.
1: Uh yeah, I'm a big Solaire fan, but that seems like a lot. The um, on how juiced
0: the ball is.
1: Yeah, I'll take the under on that.
0: Yeah, Matt. I still I still believe in him, but that's a lot. Push. You know, every year he, he's been projected basically 24 home runs and has never hit it. So, Pakota, yeah. Pakota's high on Solaire for the most part, but he they've been that high for years. Okay, uh, so pitching side, uh, Danny Duffy 137 MOB innings.
1: Over, over.
0: Ooh, I'm gonna I'm gonna take the under on that one. Uh, how many innings did he pitch last year? Let me see real quick.
2: One forty six. Ah, uh, how many? Okay. How many
0: did you say? How many? One, was it one thirty? One thirty seven.
2: See, he's I'll, basically done that for the last four years in Yeah, a row. I'll take the over. He, I he almost could, missed it in yeah.
0: fifteen. If it was high, if it was like one fifty, I'll take the under. But yeah, one thirty seven, I'll take the over. Um, how about uh, Ian Kennedy? One hundred and eighty innings. Uh, over. Oh. I'm gonna
1: take the under. I, I think, think I'm gonna take the under. I think he could lose his rotation spot if that's, he's that's well. To say. Yeah. God, he's making so much money though. I don't know. Okay. Yeah, I, I'll t- I'll take the under just because he's kind of old and he was hurt a little bit last year and guys don't recover from injuries at that age all so well.
0: Yeah. Okay. Um. How about Ooh, Kyle? All right. Kyle, so there's two Kyle's number ones. Kyle Zimmer, MLB innings pitched 25.26. I don't know why I put 25.26. <laughs> That's a hard under, right? Yes. Okay, okay. How about this, though?
2: I, I Wait, wait, wait. Yeah. How about this? MLB innings pitched, five,
0: under or over? Uh, I'll take the over. <sighs>
1: <laughs> see? Uh, I want to believe. Um, I'll say over just to be nice, but you got uh, the under, I don't Matt? see it happening.
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. I he has had so many different injuries and i think that's I, at some at some point some of it has to be you know uh the mental part of it mm. i it's just too many injuries like how, how how long is the list of players who had debilitating injuries for years and then suddenly mm. you know became uh, not injured enough to be yeah. well it it, it goes the other way around teams are still players are good Buddy
0: and there's somehow Brett Anderson has had, has lucked in, not lucked into, but in, in uh, it's amazing how much money Brett Anderson has made in his career based off, the, I need to go money divided by innings pitch because Anderson has pitched in the major leagues a total of 741 innings and he has made uh, $50 million for 700 <laughs> innings. So, so anyways, that's a lot of money for a guy, but that's what I'm saying is that, yeah, I don't know anyways okay uh so another one for Carl Zimmer. weirder one uh code to have one win one and a half win is what I put over under uh what do you guys got under man I'm uh, guess under as well or?
2: well here's the thing is i think this the reason why i put it at a five is I think they'll bring him in for a couple of relief appearances and then he'll, his arm will do what his arm does, and that will be the end of his world's career. But I think he might just pitch right might and get a win, a win or two.
0: Right, right. right. That's what I say. I say
2: I'm going to say over, but I'm going to say he gets under five innings pitched. And I know that sounds weird, but reliever win-loss yeah. stats are dumb, so...
1: Right. They're not going to win that the many. Ga- they're not going to win that many games to begin with. Now. Right, let alone <laughs> yeah. Zimmer opportunity wins. I guess yeah. that's
2: true. Yeah,
0: yeah, I guess that's true. Yeah. Uh, Sixty-seven thousand dollars per inning for Brett Anderson, by the way. Um, okay, mm. all right. So Kelvin Herrera, twenty-five and a half saves over under. Under. For me. Uh, I'll,
1: take, I'll, I'll take over on that.
0: <sighs> um, even
1: closers on bad uh, teams get 25, 30 saves, and I think we'll get traded if he gets twenty saves by. Or he got, he gets off to a good start. He'll he'll get traded.
0: No, oh, yeah.
2: Under because he'll get traded. Okay.
0: Uh, Herrera blown saves four and a half. Under. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna say over.
1: Mm, I'll th- I'll take under. I think last year was kind of fluky.
0: Okay. How about Brandon Mauer? Brandon Maurer. I can't say. Anyways, Brandon Maurer saves three and a half.
1: Uh, over. Just because he could take over if Herrera gets yeah. traded or spalters. I'm gonna
0: say over.
2: Yeah, I'm also gonna say over. Um, he got two saves in 20 innings last year.
0: Okay.
2: And that was very bad. Yeah. So. Okay, over.
1: Hey, hey, uh, kudos to Maurer too for having the uh, the uh, nerve to ask for 3.5 yes. $3. million dollars in arbitration and taking the Royals yep. to their hearing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, losing his arbitration case, like, hey, I mean, hey. far be it for me to deny someone asking for more money when they've done a terrible job, but uh, <laughs> you know, good for him.
0: How about blown saves? Four and a half for him. I'm gonna say. Uh, I'm gonna say over on that one. Oh, too.
1: over, yeah.
0: over, yeah, yeah. Because he, he can rack those in up inning. as a middle reliever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's easier I to Give you our uh, new Soria.
2: Under. I'm, Let me say under. Under. Okay.
0: Um. All right. So last couple here. Uh, Herrera's ERA 3.9. I'm going to say over. Under. I'll say he'll under.
1: I think yeah. I think I'll bounce back too.
0: This seems like a no-brainer, but Duffy's ERA
1: 4.4. Under. <laughs> under.
0: Yeah, I'll say under too. Dakota's
1: uh, really uh, always really super high on uh, starting pitching ERA for the Royals. For, I think just because of the defense, or yeah, I don't know what it, they always seem really super high on. on yeah,
0: that. and maybe I mean most a lot of the Royals pitchers in the past have been like pitch to contact kind of guys but Duffy's not yeah. necessarily that you know but well Duffy is actually Duffy does give up a lot of contact but he strikes out guys I should say
1: does uh, Salvi's framing projections have anything to do with that because I know they hate his framing projections so.
0: no because I don't think that when they when they project a pitcher they look at his catcher I don't think they do that okay. I, I would think it's just agnostic of the rest of their team um, all right okay Oh, one more, uh, Trevor Oaks, 31 MLB innings, over or under? I'll take over. I'll take over, too.
1: I think he's got an outside chance of yeah. making the rotation to begin the air, but, yeah, he'll probably be up pretty
0: quickly. Yeah, I, I, I forgot who Trevor Oaks was. I know, I need to see how many innings. Um, who's been a random Royal? How many innings did Aaron Brooks get for the Royals? That's going to be my baseline.
2: How many did you say for, for
0: Thirty-one. Oaks? Aaron Brooks got okay. Sure, over. You said over. Okay. Yeah. Why not? Brooks got six, yeah. seven innings. Okay, so way off on Brooks. So yeah, I'll take I'll take the over as well. But it, he seems I mean, like an you think, Aaron Brooks kind of guy.
2: If you if you think like most relievers get sixty or seventy innings, who are healthy. You know, that just means, like, half the year that he's, that he's there,
0: so. Oh, and then he'll be a start. You're talking Trevor Oaks, right?
2: Right. Okay. All right. I mean, like, relievers get 60 or 70. If he starts, you know, just a
0: couple of games, he'll, he'll, get, he'll get there. So, yeah, okay. uh, yeah sure. Why Ooh. not? All right. Well, I'm sorry. One last one, I promise. Uh, Alex Gordon home runs 15 and a half.
1: Uh, under. I'm not – I'm not – uh, buying it on the comeback.
2: Yeah, I am
0: also going to say under, unless he got a new hamstring or whatever the excuse is.
2: <laughs> he consumed
0: a new fitness
2: trailer. Um, that, that's that's how he he stays in shape. He just consumes fitness trainers and takes uh-huh. their energy. <laughs> like
0: um, their energy, yeah,
2: yeah. Under. Oh, sure. yeah.
0: Yeah.
2: I think I think he will bounce back, um, but I don't think it will be with home runs
0: yeah he, i think he
2: can he can still put up pretty pretty good very good defensive numbers if he even bounces back his walk rate right and average bounce back a little bit he could be almost average hitter you know i think he, he could bounce back but not hit that many home runs
0: he had 17 in 2016 and then nine last year so the code has been taking almost the middle on that one okay all right cool all right well that's over under um we'll have to look back Okay, guys, what else do we have? Anything else we have pressing news? I would imagine we'll have another podcast coming here in a, uh, a week or a few weeks, but anything else we missed? Anything you want to be brought I, up?
2: I just want to know who's in the best shape of their lives.
0: I'm not doing Jorge that. Jorge Soler. Yeah, Jorge Soler. Jorge Soler. Yes. He lost
1: 20 pounds, man. He's in the best shape of his life.
0: Yep, that always <laughs> works. The guys got worse is what I what my little semi-study last year Looked at it. They all performed, not all, but the majority of them performed worse. Um,
1: It was refreshing to see uh, the Joey Votto story this uh, week that he actually decided to get fatter (laughs) to
0: gain weight. Yeah, and I'm
1: like, man, I've been doing that for years.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, he's getting paid a lot more to gain weight than most of us. Yeah. That's pretty nice of him. Okay. All right. Well, that sounds like we are uh, a full lib, as CJ Craig would say, on the West Wing. (laughs) Yeah. See, I'm Tony. West Week is all I've got. The last thing I'm hanging on to in this world. Uh, so I am your usual host, Sean Newkirk. You can find me on Twitter, uh, SeanCore, S-H-A-U-N-C-O-R-E. Um, we've got Matthew Lamar. Uh, Matthew, thank you for joining us.
2: Of course. I'm on
0: Twitter at Lamar underscore Matt. I was going to give Matt's Twitter shout out i didn't want anybody to think i was selfish but i was going to uh um, <laughs> and then we've got our guest emeritus uh max max thank you for joining tonight as well and what's hey, your thanks
1: for having me what's your tweet uh or? yeah you can follow me on twitter at m-a-x-r-i-e-p-e-r max reaper
0: or if you go to the royals review twitter his handle is right there tweets by max everything he everything on there is endorsed by max legally he endorses it so anything that gets <laughs> tweeted, it's the full power of the wall from Max.
2: Yeah, that means even if I tweet something yep. like I did the other day, yes. Max actually
0: did that it. That is all Max's it's class-
1: If it's classical music, then you can probably tell it's not <laughs> <back here. laughs>
0: Okay, perfect. All right, guys. Uh, thank everybody for joining us. Thanks for listening. Uh, we have more Royal stuff coming. The season's about to get started, so the real content starts. Um, and uh, thank you, and have many, uh, many good days.